the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is, and welcome back Thursday, April 28th, 2022. As we head into our second hour, I must confess two things. One, I've never done a monologue, speech, or anything else on Holocaust Remembrance Day, which is today. And two, there are multiple reasons for certain hesitancies for me in commemorating it. I hope that doesn't strike too harshly. I don't mean it to. But what I think is the unique evil and machinery of evil that created and constituted the Holocaust has become so overused as invoked against just any political position not liked, that syntactical saturation has watered down its meaning. Put it this way, crudely, if Donald Trump is Hitler or a fascist or worse than Hitler, as the coin of the realm has and had it for the past six years, as it did with Ronald Reagan in the 1980s, then Hitler and Nazism and fascism really could not have been that bad. The mom and sisters of the mom of my best friend growing up had tattoos on their arms. They did not put them there, nor did they have their father after 1944. They and millions upon millions like them would have given their arms in toto, their whole arms and more, to live under a Trump or a Reagan in the 1930s and 1940s in Europe. Consider it if a man with Orthodox Jewish children and grandchildren, honored by both the Jewish National Fund and the Ellis Island Memorial Foundation, is akin to Hitler or worse than Hitler, as CNN broadcast about him. If this man, who was the first U.S. president to move the U.S. embassy to Jerusalem, is on par or equivalent to Hitler, just how bad or anti-Semitic was Adolf Hitler or Nazi Germany? If you think I exaggerate the vitiation of the poignancy of the toxicity of the 1930s and 1940s Germany, just remember, we now have popular comedians who are racial minorities with names like Goldberg, who spent a week this year trying to explain why Adolf Hitler was not a white supremacist. And all that was done in the service, weirdly, but in the service, nonetheless, of making a political point that Southern conservatives in America are bad people. So my point is the Holocaust has been politically appropriated for domestic policy disputes, verbally weaponized as a shibboleth to stand for anything we simply don't like politically. And by we, I mean the European and American left. Oddly enough, it is the same left that would make Donald Trump the equivalent to Hitler as it did Reagan and, yes, George W. Bush for a spell. It is the same left that does not want Israel to exist and supports regimes that, A, despise the left's domestic policy from abortion rights to gay rights, never mind LGBTQ rights, and B, supports them for one reason and one reason only. Those regimes hate Israel and 
America. So those who want Republicans to be seen as Hitler or worse are the same ones that would like to extinguish the country that protects six million Jews in the Middle East, in other words, to finish Hitler's job. How do people in a civilized world get away with such moral or immoral self-contradiction? Well, two-thirds of Americans born after 1981, so those who are 41 years old and younger, know nothing about the Holocaust. You make people dumb, you can fill them with any thought. And how old are the people who marched with those Republican leaders, who marched with those signs saying Republican leaders are Nazis and Hitler? Most of them, over time, if you look back at it, were in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. How did C.S. Lewis put it? The devil tells his nephew this. The best of all is to let your scribe read no science, but to give him a grand general idea that he knows it all and that everything he happens to have picked up in casual talk and reading is the result of deep and modern investigation. Do remember, you are there to fuddle him. From the way some of you young fiends talk, one might suppose it was actually your job to teach. Close quote. Elie Wiesel, who is considered the laureate of Holocaust prose, once wrote that the Holocaust is known as the Shoah in Hebrew. He defined that word Shoah as confusion, and he defined confusion this way, quote, when good and evil are put on the same moral plane and the wicked receive the countenance of the just. That's about as good a definition as one can get, and I think the crisis of the West, if nothing else, is just that, where the evil have received the countenance of the just. Maybe consider that as we consider pouring hundreds of millions, if not billions, of dollars into Iran right now, or China, where a modern-day series of concentration camps in the Xinjiang province evinces no concern from the NBA or Disney and is indeed exploited by the NBA and Disney and Nike and Colin Kaepernick. Iran, which executes gays for being gay when it's, when it's not denying such people even exist, and funds the A-team of terrorism throughout the world, and whose leaders plead to liquidate both America and Israel, and then China, which hosts the closest analog to 1930s German concentration camps since the 1930s, they both receive the countenance of people who claim themselves to be just today, which begs the question, just how just a society or country are we? It was the upending of natural law that allowed for all this evil in the first place, based on prejudice, prejudice for wrong political thinking, and prejudice for being born with the wrong skin color or ethnicity, as if any of that determined what it was to be a human being with the full complement of natural rights human beings are entitled to by mere dint of them being human under a schema of natural right. I'd like to quote Hadley Arcus from something he wrote about his very first tour of the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. Quote, as we walked through the museum, we took a turn, suddenly coming upon a scene encountered by many other visitors to the museum, a vast vat filled with shoes. 
They were the shoes of the victims collected by the Nazis as they sought to extract anything they could for value or selling. And what came flashing back in my mind instantly at that moment were the searing lines of Supreme Court Justice John McClain in his dissenting opinion in the Dred Scott case. Quote, you may think that the black man is merely chattel, but he bears the impress of his maker and is amenable to the laws of God and man. And he is destined to an endless existence. Close quote. He has, in other words, a soul which is imperishable. It will not decompose when his material existence comes to an end. The sufficient measure of things here is that the Nazis looked at their victims and thought the shoes and not the souls were the real durables. Hadley continues, I have several colleagues in the academy who have taken as their signature tune that line from Nietzsche amplified by Dostoevsky that God is dead and everything is permitted. They are people of large natures with sensitivities cultivated to the most exacting liberal temperaments. And so they are prepared to engage their sympathies with all species of hurts suffered by the mass of mankind. When the conversation turns, say, to a homeless man in the gutter, they are quick to insist that there is about that man, even in his diminished state, an irreducible human dignity. There is still about his life a certain sanctity that commands our concern. And we ask, sanctity? Do they mean something of the sacred? And does that not rather point to, well, you know who? Close quote. If I might quote another scholar, Harry Jaffa, some years ago debating another professor on the issue of prejudice, he wrote, quote, the quintessence of Nazi race theory is the characterization of people, in their case Jews, who are so profoundly dysgenic a force as to justify their extermination. There was a Nazi propaganda film in the 1930s called The Eternal Jew. It featured scenes of millions and millions of swarming rats, followed by scenes of Hasidic Jews, shown first in beards and then shaven so that their features could be clearly identified. Scenes of the Jews are cut to scenes of the rats and of the rats to the Jews and of the Jews to the rats again and again back and forth so that the mounting disgust for rats becomes the mounting disgust for Jews. And so in the psychology of it all, in the mind's eye, one can now do to Jews what one has no compunction about doing to rats. This was the same violation of natural law and natural right that animated and allowed for slavery. Abraham Lincoln put it this way in his speech in Peoria, 1854. Quote, the doctrine of self-government is right, absolutely and eternally right, but it has no just application if the question exists as to whether the black man is not or is a man. If he is not a man... Why, in that case, he who is a man may, as a matter of self-government, do just as he pleases with him. But if the black man is a man, is it not to that extent a total destruction of self-government to say that he, too, shall not govern himself? When the white man governs himself, that is self-government. But when he governs himself and also governs another man, that is more than self-government. That is despotism. If the black man is a man... 
Why then, my ancient faith teaches me that all men are created equal, and that there can be no moral right in connection with one man's making a slave of another, close quote. Which brings us to today, because the question is not how are we going to remember the Holocaust, the Shoah, or whether we should. Those questions and debates in a better world would have been answered or should have been answered eons ago. The question is how do you prevent another? It is the question as to how tyranny develops. And again, to Harry Jaffa, if I might. Both Nazis and Marxist communists take as their foundations a view of history derived from 19th century neo-Darwinian biology. The Nazis saw history as a competition of races with the struggle for power, ultimately by means of war, determining who was the fittest and who deserved to survive and rule. The master race stood in the same relationship to the inferior races that the human race had stood in relationship to the lower, lower order of animals in the old view of things. Hence, these inferior races could logically and consistently be enslaved or exterminated or used for their hides and tallow, the same way we use cattle. The Holocaust was no more to them than the shambles of the Kansas City stockyards to us. In the case of the communists, they substitute the words class struggle for the race struggle of the Nazis, but the human consequences are the same. Anything denominated counter-revolutionary in a Stalinist regime suffers the same fate as anything called dysgenic in the Nazi regime. That is why I say the abandonment of human nature is the abandonment of the ground of all morality. Close quote. Look around. Look at our politics. Look at our country. Be honest and consider how much abandonment of human nature is before us. Think about the debates and discussions we've had about what we're teaching young, very young children in our schools or the way we now talk about race in this country. And don't tell me the answer is the popular one, more education. It's not. It's better education. The famous child psychiatrist Heim Gennott made famous this letter to a teacher some years ago. As far as I know, it's the most requested quote whenever I have cause to use it, I get asked for to be repeated. And I'll close my monologue with it. Dear teacher, I am a survivor of a concentration camp. My eyes saw what no man should witness. Gas chambers built by learned engineers. Children poised by educated physicians. Infants killed by trained nurses. Women and babies shot and burned by high school and college graduates. So I am suspicious of education. My request is this. Help your students become human. Your efforts must never produce learned monsters, skilled psychopaths, or educated Eichmanns. Reading, writing, arithmetic are important only if they serve to make our children more human. I'm Seth Liebson. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960, if you'd like to join the conversation. 
you know, there are a lot of um, a lot of elements to what can move a country into an authoritarian disposition or position. And if not checked, it moves them into a despotic or tyrannical position or disposition. And if not checked at that secondary level, it moves them into the third and final level of the totalitarian position and disposition, which is why it has been the conservative effort, really a classically liberal effort, liberal is the right word for it, a liberal effort, to prevent even the beginnings, to prevent even the initiations of authoritarianism. And the reason liberalism, meaning freedom-loving efforts, the reason, if you want to now add conservatives to the real embracement of liberalism, which I think is an accurate thing to do, if you want to, if you want to think about why the esteem for freedom is so great and the opposition to the beginnings of authoritarianism so strong, it's because of what I just said. We chose here not to gratify ourselves, much less tolerate those authoritarian beginnings because we so hated and despised totalitarian ends. One of those beginnings that I think we need to be very attuned to and serious about is this new Department of Homeland Security's Disinformation Governance Board. I can think of nothing, especially when you think of what this country, the throws this country put itself through and went through over the last two and a half years. I can think of nothing so comminatory about encroaching authoritarianism as something even titled a disinformation governance board. I'm guessing they poll tested this word disinformation and found in the Democratic precincts that that word pulls well to conjure up some kind of uh, what analog synecdoche or imagery of what conservatives stand for. Conservatives lie. That doesn't work anymore. Ah, they peddle disinformation. That would explain the University of Chicago conference followed immediately by the Barack Obama speech at Stanford. Let's spend some time on this when we come back. We avoid these beginnings so that we can avoid their ends. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Did I promise I was about to do something? Uh, did I need to follow up on a point I lost? I, I, I actually, yes, I wanted to spend some time on disinformation and encroaching uh, authoritarianism. Before I do, plenty of time to do it, let me go to Doug and Carefree first. Hi, Doug. Welcome to the show. Hi, Seth. Um, I, I'm, I actually, what I want to talk about is a segue into the disinformation. Um, I, I, I spent 32 years in the service, and a big part of that, I was a psychological operations officer. And just for a, a lay explanation, it's like advertising and marketing, but you're trying to get the other side to kind of bend his will to yours. Um, this, uh, so in the 50s, two gentlemen, one on each side of the aisle, Smith and Munt, M-U-N-D-T, 
came up with the Smith-Munt Act, which made it illegal for the U.S. government to use psychological operations against American citizens. This is Carl that Munt, was, right? The famous Carl Munt. Okay, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. sir. Mm-hmm. And so that was, I want to say, 52, 53. I, I don't think a little exactly. earlier, but okay. Yeah, I think we're it, roughly the same it, period, but okay. Yeah. Early, early 50s. I, I, I'm, I'm in my car in a fire's parking yeah, lot. Yeah, no worries, no worries, no worries. Internet yeah, it's fine. Fact check myself. And don't worry, but, we're fine. But, but essentially, so um, that proscribed someone like me, who was a psychological operations officer in the U.S. Army, from delivering psychological operation leaflets or radio broadcasts or television programs to the American people to change their will. Mm. Well, for whatever reason, and I was, I, I never have really understood it, um, that was repealed um, in, uh, during the Obama-Biden presidency. And the reason I bring it up is because post-repeal of Smith-Munt, and I want to say it was 2012, 2013, something like that. I don't remember exactly. I was working as an information operations um, officer um, for the Joint Information Operations Warfare Command in San Antonio. And we're all curious, why why remove this this restriction, you know, uh, from the from the federal government. In other words, if and, I can for the audience, Doug. In other words, the restriction that I, I think it was late forties, early fifties, whatever it was, the Smith Munt Act pro, uh, prohibited prohibited federal government messaging within the United States, but all obviously allowed it for things like VOA, uh, Voice of America Abroad, and stuff like that. Right. So far, so good. And then somewhere around twenty eleven, twelve, thirteen. U.S. Congress under Obama uh, modernized it or, or repealed that, right, so that the federal government now could disseminate propaganda within the U.S. legally, is your point, right? Yes. Go ahead. And, okay. And, and, and what has become kind of the so, – so, you know, okay, it seems innocuous. You remove the Smith-Mon. It's, you know, 50, 60 years old. Yeah. What's the big deal? Yeah. But, but essentially, when you remove the fetters from the federal government, it doesn't just – put a toe in the water, you know, it essentially drops a battleship on you and you get splashed over with the, the water. Um, because now like Mayorkas is, um, when he says that they inherited a mess at the border and that they're doing a wonderful job, there's really no recourse for anyone to call him out and say, well, that's not really accurate because, you know, Essentially, the narrative can be anything they want it to be. You know, they can tell you, and they can claim they, it as disinformation to counter if you counter it. I mean, right? Uh, uh, that that is their effort. I mean, you know, they they will dismiss it as disinformation and perhaps make it even illegal. Is that your point? Well, that's the segue into yeah. you, what you wanted to right. talk about yeah. is this, no. this this Ministry of Truth right. that is being stood right. up. Right. Essentially, the federal government now does not like anyone to compete against them in propaganda. Gotcha. And I use propaganda, you know, you know, propaganda now has a connotation, but it's really just a word meaning, you know, a, a narrative. Mm-hmm. When when, Ber- when Bernays wrote his book and I, I think it was 28, you know, um, a, a nephew of Sigmund Freud who, you know, was hired by Chesterfield cigarettes mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. women to smoke. <laughs> when yeah. he, when he wrote his book, propaganda, it didn't really have a connotation. It was just okay. This is this is how you 
change a person's will. This is how you manipulate yeah, them. It, it comes, doesn't, I, I have to hit a break. This is so smart. If you're willing to stay, I'd love to pick up on the other side. My memory of the word propaganda, I haven't looked at it uh, in a while. My memory of it is it comes from theology, maybe Catholicism, and to spread the faith. Isn't that what it meant, to spread faith? Which, by the way, if I'm right, would be a pretty pregnant and important thing to think about if the government is making a faith, a religious, a theology of their political position, which is, of course, what the Soviet Union and every communist agent, uh, country ever did. Doug, if you're willing to hold, I'd, I'd love to pick up with that on you on the other side. Very smart, smart call. I appreciate you, sir. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. What if you could do well by doing good? What if you could invest in a secure and collateralized portfolio and an exceptional fixed returns and actually help other people? What other people? People who are in severe private student loan debt who need help where no one else will help them. That's where Why Refi comes in, helps these people, helps them tremendously, improves their FICO score, and helps get them out of debt. The other side of it is you can invest, as I say, in a secure and collateralized portfolio here, earning exceptional fixed returns as you help these other people. I take these kinds of investment endorsements extremely seriously, folks. That's why I really did a deep dive into looking into the, the program at Y-Refi, the good people running the program at Y-Refi, and they are good people. They're great people. How about this? Just go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y dot com. Local company. You can visit them. You won't get a sales pitch. They're just happy to show you what they've put together because it's quite impressive. They're in the business of helping people that others won't, and you can be too. Kind of makes you feel good, doesn't it? Go to investyrefi.com or call 855-316-3088. Seven. Doug and Carefree, uh, one of the smartest calls. Uh, my gosh, thank you for it, and thank you for your patience. I believe you were on. Uh, you you were talking a little bit about uh, propaganda and uh, and uh, how you think it might have come back in a big way while we were asleep at the switch uh, under the Obama administration's uh, repeal of uh, of a 1940s 1950s uh, uh, act called uh, what was it called? Munt something? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this the Smith Munt Act. Smith Munt Act. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go and, ahead. Well, um, just basically, um, so so with the with the Smith Munt repealed, um, federal agencies, the U.S. government, even theoretically the U.S. military, through its psychological operations and information operations force structure, can now message internal, you know, to U.S. audiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, okay, disaster relief, you know, National Guard gets deployed, you know, you put out, you know, appeals not to use this road or, you know, hey, the 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 redneck navy needs to show up here to rescue people. You know, those are those are the 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 innocent uses of messaging. Right. But 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 now you have, you know, the the chairman of the Joint Chiefs as an advocate for the social justice warrior stuff right. like CRT right. and all the other woke stuff, right. Right. you know, and so 
I'll you know, never he, get over his quote. I'll give you all the time, Doug. I just I want to remind the audience of his quote. He said he studied Marx to understand America. Okay. Just I want people to understand that's your joint chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the military. Okay. Well, you know, and and so Howard Zinn writes writes a U.S. history textbook, which is essentially from cover to cover propaganda. Right. You know, and and I mean it in in the most um, negative way. Yeah. I mean, it, it essentially, you know, America is bad from its founding, even pre-founding, sixteen nineteen project. Well, Until actually, that's the today. point, wasn't it? We thought Howard Zinn was as bad as it got, and it was bad. And then we got 1619, which is even worse. I mean, that's yes. an interesting trajectory. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. And, and so um, so I, 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 would, I would offer that with this standing up of the Ministry of Truth, you know, the Disinformation Council, and the woman that's going to be in charge of it, it's essentially trying to create an information monopoly you know, um, from the federal government, you know, and then it's, it's, it's willing lackeys at the state and local level, you know, to, to, to repeat whatever, you know, it, you know, w- w- within the, the psychological operations, um, structure, we have a term called agitprop. Yeah. Right. You know, right. agitation propaganda. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, and so agitprop is used to essentially move you know, people physically to action, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to agitate you through, and most of it is made up, you know, the, the, the Soviet, yeah, it's a Soviet concept originally. Yeah. 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 Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 And so, and so the, you know, Soviets now Russians are using it essentially, you know, with, you know, I'm going to denazify, you know, the Ukraine. Well, really it's being run by a Jew. You're really going to denazify Ukraine under Jewish guy. I mean, it's like, but, but most people, you know, I mean, people are busy. And so they don't have this, this broad understanding on geopolitics. And so they're, they're susceptible to agitprop and generally messaging and narratives, you know, and, and, and so it's, the federal government shouldn't be the arbiter of what is good or bad information. That's right. You know, That's I mean, right. it, I, the, I don't have the words, you know, you're obviously very skilled at, 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 and knowledgeable about this stuff. I don't have the words to describe how frightened people should be and would have been in another time about the notion that the government wants to control information in this country. I don't have the words to describe how much of civil uh, 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 civil activity and nonprofit and legal warfare in this country was dedicated to fighting just that ever right. since the World War II, ever since the end of World War II. I don't have the words to describe how much money and how much effort and paper and ink was spilt by organizations like the ACLU to any number of pro bono attorney firms to any number of really frankly political science departments that were dedicated to pushing against the very thing you're talking about, Doug, where the government is the propagator or the disseminator of what the government considers to be truth and that there cannot be another truth. I don't have the words for it. It it should turn people white to hear that in 2022, I, you know, white with anger. It should turn people white with anger that in 2022, this is happening without comment, never mind, without boiling blood. I, I just don't have the words to describe this, Doug. Well, it, it, it is because, 
you know, the physical manifestation of the loss of, of, of information or, you know, when you're... So, There's so literally the no point to the First Amendment if this is going to be the case. There literally is no point to the first part of the Bill of Rights of the U.S. Constitution, the whole point of which was to challenge the government on opinion and principle. Yes. You know, so all the dead freedom riders, all yep. the dead civil rights activists, the death of Martin Luther King, Bobby Kennedy, John Kennedy, all, all, the, all, all of this, essentially all of our... Martyrs you know, for democracy. Our martyrs for yep. liberty... <laughs> You know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a democracy Liberty's advocate. Liberty is a better a word. Con- yeah, your your word is better. Martyrs for liberty. Yep, that's you better. Know, yep. And, and so, um, <laughs> it, it is. It should. You know, people should be rightly upset, and they should demand that. You know, just like Elon with his forty four billion is trying to strike a blow for liberty. You know, everyone needs to be held to account, and people need to you know put down. You know, drink one less beer, watch one less thirty minutes of of sitcom, and 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 don't use Google as their search engine. Use DuckDuckGo or Brave or something else. You know, and actually educate them on their loss of liberties. Amen, Doug. God bless you. Thank you for your service to our country and this show. Call again. Amen. Portions of this show are brought to you by the good people of Balance of Nature, balanceofnature.com. They're fruits and veggies, best product I've ever taken uh, and that I've ever promoted. I can't tell you enough good things about it. And I hear the same from people who have uh, started using it as a result of hearing these ads or talking to me because they know me personally. Uh, Everyone who takes Balance of Nature that I've ever talked to loves it as much as I do. It keeps your immunity boosted. It keeps your health in great shape and your energy high. 100% 100% natural, just fruits and veggies. That's it. That's all it is. No added anything. And third-party tested for everything. Balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Doug, previous caller from Carefree. Thank you for that call, Doug. Important, hugely important call. Uh, invoked the phrase Ministry of Truth as we're talking about this new Department of uh, Disinformation at the Department of Homeland Security. Ministry of Truth sends you, of course, to Orwell's 1984, which reminds me of my new favorite hashtag, hashtag MOFA, make Orwell fiction again. Look at how he, uh, I went during the break to grab my copy, look at how he describes the Ministry of Truth. It's primary job was not to reconstruct the past alone, but to supply citizens with newspapers, films, textbooks, telescreen programs, plays, novels, with every conceivable kind of information, instruction, or entertainment from a statue to a slogan, from a lyric poem to a biological treatise, and from a child's spelling book to a newspeak dictionary. Think about that. And to supply it for the purpose of the multifarious needs of the party. Yeah, Orwell warned that they were going after the kids too with this stuff. This is probably a pretty decent capstone to this hour, the quote I want to give you right now, which is um, from Robert Jackson. Robert Jackson is one of my favorite Supreme Court justices. He was a nominee, uh, you know, he was appointed by Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And um, I quote him often, and I say it's maybe a good capstone because he took a leave from the Supreme Court. What did he take a leave from the Supreme Court to do? 
to prosecute Nazis at Nuremberg. I think right now the left in America, the Democratic Party in America, needs to hear a few words from Robert Jackson. I'll give you a quote of his from West Virginia versus Barnett when he was on the Supreme Court. It seems trite but necessary to say that the First Amendment to our Constitution was designed to avoid tyrannical ends by avoiding their beginnings. There is no mysticism in the American concept of the state or of the nature or origin of its authority. We set up government by consent of the governed, and the Bill of Rights denies those in power any legal opportunity to coerce that consent. Authority here is to be controlled by public opinion, not public opinion by authority. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 